and welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 53. I'm your host, Hal Katar, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How are you doing, Nihal? I'm doing really well, man. We just came back from France. We had a great trip. Because of our travels, we were unable to have many episodes during the European Championships at all, uh, and also we were unable to have an episode after the European Championships quarterfinals. Um, but we're back at it. I'm excited to talk about all the soccer. There's been a lot going on. Tim Howard made his Colorado Rapids debut. It's great to see him back in MLS. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff going on, but I'm excited just to get back into it and to talk about some great matches. Yeah, before we talk about soccer, why don't we talk about the amazing soccer-themed clothing brand named Ambitious Strike. If you want to get a 15% off discount on their website, ambitiousstrike.com, enter the code BROTHERS at checkout. Yep, go check them out, guys. They're a great website. As always, the link to their website will be in the description. So we're mainly going to be talking about Wales versus Portugal, that semifinal in the European Championships today. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about some big news in MLS. Well, we haven't really talked about many MLS games, but uh, this is some big news. So uh, Orlando City SC fired Adrian Heath, their coach. You know, he's been there for a while, even when they were in the USL. Yeah. And um, what are your first thoughts on this? Uh, it's surprising. You know, you usually don't see... MLS coaches being fired uh, at this point in the season, especially for a team that's right in MLS contention. They are seventh in the East right now. They do only have 20 points, but I mean, that's tied with Toronto who are in uh, sixth place. So they're right in the thick of things. Um, Adrian Heath is the coach is a big part of why Kaká was there. Uh, He's done a a lot of good work with Kyle Lahren. So, you know, it's, it's definitely surprising, but I think the owners of Orlando City are very ambitious. They want to be not only in the race for the playoffs, but in the race for the championships. And the results just weren't good enough in their eyes, especially after missing the playoffs last year. So, um, Do you think that it was a warranted decision? You know, it's. I think Orlando City have definitely underperformed, given the talent on their roster and given how weak the East is. But I think... I think he's a good coach. I think he knows the players and he knows the club and the city, and it's just surprising. And I don't know who they'll bring in at this point in the season that can maybe take him to the playoffs and uh, have a deep run with the team. But, you know, we don't know all the details. Maybe something else happened behind closed doors. Um, it's just a very it's very surprising, but it's also – it's I think it's because of uh, – like I said, it's a speculation at this point, but – it, it seems like it's it's purely results based, and, and and the owners are very ambitious, and they want to do well. And I think Adrian Heath wasn't wasn't up to scratch. Um, we'll see where they go from here. Like I said, Orlando are right in it. They have some good players. They they lost uh, Winter. Um, his first name is escaping me. Who was one of the best players for them this season? They lost him because he he left the team for family issues. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really know where they go from here. Yeah, uh, we're gonna you know keep tabs on Orlando and MLS on the podcast as we move forward. So uh, definitely, if you if you're disappointed in how much we've been covering MLS, that's gonna, going to increase after uh, you know the Euros are done and we start to get back into the flow of things as we got home. Yep. Uh, now the big game, the Euro semifinal, Portugal versus Wales in Lyon. Uh, you know, both teams that, you know, a lot of people didn't predict would make it to the final. Uh, Wales, a team that uh, actually has the lowest population of any European country to, to make it this far. 
and uh, you know both teams really wanted to make it. Uh, obviously, some of the big stories beforehand were that Portugal was missing William Carvalho and Wales are due to suspension, and Wales were missing Ben Davies and Aaron Ramsey due to suspension. So, um, you know, uh, Portugal did end up, uh, end up beating Wales 2-0. to zero. Do you think that those suspensions for Wales were really a big factor in the result of the match? I, I really do think so. I think you saw Wales have a difficult time unlocking the Portuguese defense, even without Pepe um, and William Carvalho st- sitting in front of the defense. I think Aaron Ramsey would have been able to find those pockets of space, been able to hold on to the ball a little bit better. I thought Joe Allen had a terrible game. Uh, he gave the ball away a lot. He wasn't able to connect all the passes. Um, and I think Aaron Ramsey would have done a really, really good job in this match. You know, Andy King's a decent player, but he's obviously not at Aaron Ramsey's level. Um, ben Davies, on the other hand, I think was missed a little bit less. Um but I, I, I do think he was missed. He's been solid all tournament, one of the best players on the team. Uh, a side note there is I think the yellow card rule is ridiculous. Two, two yellow cards in five matches doesn't warrant a suspension. Um, but I, I think they were both very, very, very missed. Um, and I think one of the biggest things is that, you know, miss, Wales is not a very deep team. They don't have a very deep team at all. So once you take away two players like that, you know, you're taking away two potential substitutions, especially Andy King, who maybe could have helped Wales lay down in a match uh, with fresh legs. And I think and, yeah. I think that made a big difference. And, and I think we can definitely see that, you know, Gareth Bale, because of Aaron Ramsey's uh, absence, he had to cover a lot more ground in this right. game. I mean, it, it, he's listed as a second striker on the team sheet, but it looked like he was really playing midfield and forward. Yeah, I mean, he was dropping deep. He was putting in slide tackles. He was creating all the chances from out wide, up the middle. I mean, he was doing everything, and hats off to Gareth Bale. I thought he had a really good match. He was doing everything he could to keep Wales in the match and to try to get something going for the team. Unfortunately, was unable to do so. And, you know, I think he was really let down by the rest of the team. And, you know, Aaron Ramsey was just such a focal point to this team. And he, he's, he was so instrumental in the Wales attack that I I just, I don't think they were going to win um, without him. Uh, And like you said, Gareth Bale, fantastic. Unfortunately, didn't score a goal in the knockout stages of this tournament after scoring three in the group stage, but a great tournament for him. And hopefully, hopefully we see Wales in more tournaments going forward. Um, And this is not just a one-time thing for them. Yeah. Uh, From from a Portugal side of things, you know, they operated in a 4-4-2 uh, kind of a diamond formation. How do you think that uh, Danilo uh, worked in that defensive midfield role that he had to because of William Carvalho's absence? I thought he was fantastic. Uh, I thought he was good defensively. Uh, you know, he he was not incredible passing the ball, but he did what he needed to do. And I don't think there was a serious drop-off between William Carvalho and Danilo in this tournament. Uh you know, maybe that's because Wales didn't really have much of an attack outside of Gareth Bale. But, um, you know, I, I, thought th- I thought he did a good job. And I think also uh, Bruno Alves was decent too in Pepe's absence. Um, and those, you know, Portugal obviously have a very, very deep team. When you have a player of Carvalho's quality go out and you can just stick in Danilo, it's always a luxury. Uh, but I thought he did well. Yeah, I, w- I mean, when I was watching this match... Uh, it didn't really seem like that much of a diamond to me. I thought that Adrian uh, Silva was playing a little bit 
uh, deeper than actually the outside, more of, of the outside midfielders, Renato Sanchez and Jao Mario, who um, I thought were fantastic in this match. And I think that's kind of the reason that we saw um, a better approach from Portugal, because in the other games it was getting it to your fullbacks, basically, and just whipping in crosses for Ronaldo. And that wasn't working. And I think that uh, playing through the middle, through these, through, through these uh, outside midfielders and Sanchez and Mario, uh, was one of the reasons that they looked a lot better in this match than they did in other matches in this tournament. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't think playing on the outside is the best position for Renato Sanchez. Uh, but I thought he did a great job, as you said. Uh, John Mario, you know, is a very, very exciting player. He led the team in chances created, or he leads Portugal in chances created in this tournament. Um, and, I mean, he don't, I, I don't think he has much of an end product. He missed that open goal late in the match. Um, but he did a great job of creating some chances, testing the Welsh defense. And as you said, uh, they were pushed up a little bit higher, and I think that really, really helped Ronaldo Cristiano Ronaldo and Nani in this match um, because, as you said, they were sort of on an island previously. And, you know, I'm not convinced they're going to be able to do what they did today against Germany or France um, in the final. Yeah, I, I, it's, just a, it's just a different ball game with, with, those, right. with those midfields. Uh, but, yeah, you know, before we start to talk about... Actually, we won't talk about that game, yeah. but... Uh, we'll, we'll have an episode previewing the final when we get to that point. Right. Um, yeah, and I, th- and I think another part of the reason they were effective is, you know, one of the reasons they did outclass the Welsh midfield besides pure talent was that, you know, they kept on switching sides throughout yeah. the match, and that, that t- seemed to confuse them. Yeah, uh, I think because they both bring different things. Joao Mario, Joao, jo, excuse me, Joao uh, Mario is a much more attacking player. He's a much more direct player than Renato Sanchez. And he was able to go at both sides of the Welsh defense. Renato Sanchez, a different cha- change of pace, able to find the, the right pass and able to hold on to the ball and move on possession. Uh, I think, as you said, he's a rich man's Darlington Agby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think, you know, being, being able to switch those two players and, and having the Welsh defense, having to deal with two different types of players can be really beneficial to the team and the attack. And I think we saw the product of that in this match. Um, and I think once Mario moved from that left to the right side, we actually saw him get into the match more uh, because Wales had a lot of possession for maybe between the 5th and 20th minute. Mario switches to the right side and provides a really, really nice outlet um, for the Portuguese defense and, and, and Danilo in front of the defense. So um, I think the way that Portugal set up today was spot on. Um, and, uh, you know, they got two, two quick goals. Yeah. And, 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 and I, not two well, quick goals. Two goals and quick succession. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into some more specifics of those. But um, I hope this is, this is something that for Fernando Santos sees because, um, you know, the, the reason that they could have played like this is because they were forced uh, to play uh, Cedric and Raphael in a more regressive role because of the counterattacks of Gareth Bale. I mean, you, you have to keep those guys back to some extent. And, uh, but, but I think that, you but, know... But I think in the second half, the, the fullbacks started to get forward a little bit more. And they weren't just whipping in crosses, but I thought Raphael did a great job from left back, uh, as did Cedric from right back, getting into the attack. Um, and maybe that's because Wales was pushed push back a little bit more than they were in the first half, especially once Robson Canoe came off. I, I, Vokes and uh, who's the other one? Church didn't really do anything for Wales. Um, 
I just don't, yeah. I just don't think Wales really had the quality to. Compete you know with. something's wrong with you know Gareth Bale's taking shots from like the half field. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Those were good shots. Though. Yeah, they were. They were. <laughs> I mean, uh, they were on target. But getting into the specifics of this game, uh, in the tenth minute, you know Ronaldo was in the box and Jamie Collins had him almost in a chokehold. Do you think that the ref should have called a penalty there? Oh, I think it's cut and dry a penalty. I don't know what the ref was looking at, and then you know they got the ball back, and then on the other side. Wales gets fouled and nothing gets called. So I, 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 the ref was all right. I guess it didn't really matter in the end. Um, but that that was a clear penalty. Uh, clear, clear penalty. And maybe if Ronaldo went down, it would have been um, called. But it wasn't. Uh, fortunately for Portugal, it didn't really matter in the end. Cristiano Ronaldo was a big part of that when in the 50th minute, uh, he scored a powerful header. Yeah, an extremely powerful header. Uh, I don't know how much, how he got that much power on it. A great delivery from Rafael off the short corner, and he's able to put it past Tennessee, and just like that, Portugal are up one nothing. And it didn't take Portugal much longer to double their lead when in the 53rd minute, Nani took advantage of a scuffed Ronaldo shot and put it in the back of the net. Yeah, in the right place in the right time, Hennessy diving one way, Nani able to finish his third goal of the tournament for Portugal, and Ronaldo's third assist. Yeah, uh... It- Ronaldo, do, do you think he's had a solid tournament so far? Or, I mean, I you know on, he, he has three goals and three assists, which statistically is fantastic. I don't think he's been that great. I don't think he's good as a striker. I think he's much better out wide. I think that's where he can take the game to his opponent. Um, you know, you were complaining a lot about he wasn't in this match about how he wasn't coming to the ball. He he wasn't getting the ball at his feet really that much, and I think. Uh, he hasn't really been that big of an impact. Well, I mean, I, it's hard to say because he has been an impact player, but I don't think he's been in the position where he could be an even greater impact player for this team. Yeah. But uh, he's had a solid tournament. I think he's in the discussion for for uh, player of the tournament. Really? Yeah, I mean, three goals and three assists for a team in the finals. I mean, what can you? What more can you ask for? Yeah, uh, maybe. I, I think Paye right now is my... Yeah, well, we'll yeah, see our performance against Germany. Definitely. I think he's definitely in the lead. I don't think there, I don't think anyone can argue that. Yeah, we'll talk more about France and Germany uh, tomorrow in the next episode. After that, Wales started panicking and made all three of their substitutions in the next 10 minutes, uh, their first being Joe Ledley out for Sam Vokes in the 58th minute. Yeah, I think Joe Ledley is a quality midfielder. I don't really understand why they took him off. Vokes didn't really do much in this match. You know, they seem to be running out of ideas, so, they, so the manager wanted to get a another forward on. Personally, I think Joe Allen should have come off. I know he's an important player for the team, but he had I thought he had a terrible match. He was giving away the ball, uh, wasn't hitting all of his passes. Um, so I, I thought Joe Ledley maybe could have helped them if he stayed on. But it's an understandable change for Wales. They needed another forward on the pitch. And I think another case for Joe Ledley is that Wales did have a couple set-piece opportunities towards the end of the game, and they could have put uh, Gareth Bale in a position where he could head the ball instead of delivering uh, had Joe Ledley been on the pitch. Uh, I mean, I think that's fair, but also you can argue that they had another striker in the box uh, by bringing on Vokes. You know, I think think Bale might have been on the set-pieces anyway. But that's true. Even if Ledley was Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, Joe Allen could have taken the set-pieces. No, that's true. But I, he was taking the corners. Allen? No, oh, Ledley. Ledley? Yeah. yeah. So maybe he would have taken the set pieces. I don't know. Uh, that's true. Uh, yeah, the, the next sub in the 63rd minute was Robson Canoe coming out for Simon Church. Same Terrible decision. Terrible decision. <laughs> Robson Canoe, I thought, was actually decent. 
Uh, he was holding up the ball well. Uh, you know, he he was bringing Gareth Bale into the game. I what did Simon Church do in this match? I don't remember him doing anything. Uh, and Robson Canoe had a great tournament. He'll you know we'll always remember that Cruyff turn against um, Belgium to put them up two to one. And uh, it was a, he was an exciting player to watch, and I'm sure he'll have a team soon. He better have a team soon. He's a free agent right now. Yeah, Robson Canoe's definitely made this team a lot better throughout the tournament. Uh, after you know those substitutions, uh, Wales had a few chances. I would still say you know definitely it was more Portugal domination. Uh, they, they had a few chances that I thought should have been goals. Jao, like you said before, Jao Mario missed a chance. Uh, Danilo in the 79th minute. Had you know a lot of space and time, but he could have crossed it to Mario on the other side, but he he uh, just chose to take it himself. Um, he couldn't get it past Hennessy. Uh, you know, oh yeah, the, the rest of the game was just whatever. By that by that point, we knew that Portugal was probably going to be through. Uh, do you have any other thoughts about this game? I, th- I think it was nice for you know Wales to have the spotlight in this tournament. You know, I think they were the best performing team from the United Kingdom, so they got to be. Uh, uh, this you know they they got the spotlight yeah yeah I, I, they 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 did a great job uh, credit to their manager they were well organized they had a plan um, not only that their players performed every single time they played they had a great performance against Belgium in the quarterfinals coming back from being down one nothing after that incredible Rajinayan goal and goal um, unfortunate to see them go out but this is you know their best tournament ever, you have to say. Uh, as far as Portugal goes, definitely a weight lifted off their shoulder to win in a ninety to win in this tournament in ninety minutes. Um, no extra time or penalties for them. Of course, they beat Poland on penalties last time. Um, so uh, yeah, Wales, great tournament for them. Portugal, I'm sure, will be ready for the finals. Uh, this a lot of well, a few of these players were there uh, four years ago when Portugal lost in the semifinals on penalties to Spain. I'm sure they wanted to, uh, you know, to get rid of that memory and move forward. Um, and they they also did a great job. Um, I think maybe in spite of Ronaldo and Nani being played out of position, um, should you know I, I don't see Portugal winning against whoever they play in the final. But you never know. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is one of the two best players in the world. Any given night, he can do something special. Yeah, one more thing about how Portugal is going to line up. So you you said you thought you know Danilo played really well. Do you think he's going to start in this next game? Because I mean, we we also said Mario and Sanchez had great games because Carvalho is coming back from suspension for the final. Uh, do you think Danilo should be starting? Uh, in my mind, yes, but I don't think he. I don't think he will. I think William Carvalho will come back in there. Okay, so so you still want Silva in the lineup. Yeah, I, I think so. Who else would Who else would play? Joao Moutinho. Yeah, I mean, I guess if, if they're sticking with you know, with the Nani and Ronaldo up top, which I don't know why they need to, but yeah, I mean that's that what that's what they've been doing. Yeah, the entire I mean, I guess. Tournament. Yeah, that's what they've been doing the entire tournament. I don't see them changing that now. Uh, Although Quaresma could start, I think he started a couple of matches. Yeah, I I, I could see that too. All right, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up the episode. Before we leave, uh, let's talk one more time about the soccer-themed clothing brand named Ambitious Strike. Uh, if you check out their website, ambitiousstrike.com. If you want a 15% off discount on your entire purchase, enter the code BROTHERS at checkout. It's a great deal. 
Uh, we have an email for this podcast. It's soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter and Instagram goes under the handle at soccerbrospod. Um, you know, we're on Facebook. You can check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, pretty much anywhere where we can get podcasts. Yeah, check us out on all of those. Uh, we'll be back for next time for episode 54 of the Soccer Brothers podcast detailing the France versus Germany semifinal match. Final thoughts. Lionel Messi sentenced to 21 years, or it's not 21 years, 21 months in jail. He's probably not going to serve, but, you know, interesting tidbit there. So, good luck to Lionel Messi and, and all of his I will never goals. understand footballers and tax evasion. I don't understand. Apparently it was his accountant's fault. <laughs> so. Wait, are you, are you saying he's not going to be sentenced because, because he's messy? Or no, there's because... some there's some rule in Spain that you can... That you don't have to go to jail if you're sentenced for under 24 months. Maybe it's house arrest or something. I don't know how it's going to work. I have to look into it. I just saw the headline and read like two sentences of an article. Um, so I'll definitely look more into that for next time. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I think the country would have bigger... Or I think you know, Barcelona would be up in flames. It's a whole year of football for Messi. So. That'd be two years. Yeah, two years. So I, There's no chance of that happening. They'd have way bigger problems yeah <laughs> but uh yeah we'll see you on the next episode guys